Hello, uh, everyone. Welcome to the X Play Box Station, episode 36. I am your host, Jordan Alvarez. Hide your cats in your impaired basketball superstars. He will skip out on your funeral just to watch the Cavs. He's the reign of the hour, Dane Helbert. Uh, luckily, it's halftime of the Cavs game right now, so let's get this over with real quick. <laughs> Unfortunately, he shows every, up every week. His wife's been trying to get rid of him by adding children. He couldn't take a hint if he slapped him in the face with a post-it note. It's our Vic Vinegar of gaming, PP Gray. Jeez, that was <laughs> that yeah, was I like mine was mean. Yeah, that was like ground. <laughs> that was personal. What did I do to you? Ground and pound. Yeah, what did I do to you? That was so fucking cut deep. This week's episode brought <laughs> hey, to you by it, Agnes. It, it, it only yeah. cuts deep if it's true. Otherwise, it should be uh, something. You Everything you said is true. Besides, <laughs> you missed out my third grade reading level. I you told me yeah, not but, to repeat things every week. Come on, that's, yeah, not, that's like that's like a staple for Ohio. So hey, everyone, <laughs> this is a video game podcast. We review game industry news and give you our hot takes on subjects, and we have no one to answer to. So I get our honest takes um, from my two co-hosts and myself. Um, hey, everyone. Uh, so let's do a little bit off the top. Um, our main topic we'll be going over today will be the state of Unreal uh, in 2022. They talked over a few big topics for Unreal Engine 5 finally being officially released. E3 has been canceled. Game Pass is now going to have a family edition. Activision and Blizzard games are coming to Game Pass, possibly. And new um, projects from the Xbox Game Studios that we're going to talk about a bit. So um, first, let's kick it off. We haven't heard from Dane in a bit. What have you been playing, boy? Uh, Do you want to take a guess what I've been playing? Um, It's still Elden Ring. NBA 2K23 or 2? I haven't bought the new one yet. I'm still playing 2021. But no, it's been Elden Ring, Elden Ring, and more Elden Ring. I I discovered a secret way into the depth of the dark root depths today so that's fun yeah i have a bone to pick with you so um i I, yesterday i beat these gargoyles and i was looking at my achievements comparing them with you and i was like oh dane hasn't beat these guys fuck yeah and then i looked today and you beat beat them today and then so okay okay so that's how you find the secret way in the dark root depths did you go all the way to the end of the arena there's a coffin you can climb into yeah bury in it fuck off okay i didn't find it for my new game plus you fucking yeah! I, I I literally beat them today. Yeah, you well, dumb I didn't, I didn't stupid science bitch. I didn't find that secret <laughs> cave till today, dude. That game is so massive. There's a there's another secret I think from there as well that you can go to a d- different area from that same arena. No, 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 from the deep roots or whatever the dead roots. Yeah, there's another secret area from there. It's the game is so fucking massive. Like I'm trying not to Google everything. I'm trying to like. Do my best to find it on my own, but I also don't want you to be better than me at it. So I, that's, I was fighting. That's... I was, I was fighting those gargoyles like a week ago, and they were really upsetting me. Oh, no, maybe it wasn't a week ago. Maybe it was a oh, um, mid last week or something. I don't know. Fuck, it doesn't matter. Anyways, they were really upsetting me because they were kicking my ass, and I just left, did a bunch of missions, came back, and whooped their ass, no problem. Yeah, I beat them on my first try. But like it was, you know, I'm not a new game plus, so I found it but like it was really close because I didn't know the second one was coming. I, I beat them on my first try when I decided I was going to come back and kill them. 
Because <laughs> like it's kind of shitty. Because like one shows up right away, and you're like, oh, I'm finding a gargoyle, and then like. 30, 40 seconds into the battle, the second one's like, oh, I'm going to just start beating the fuck out of your ass right now. There's a few bosses that are like that in an Elden Ring where you get them like halfway down and another dude pops just out. Fucking their brother, nowhere. their big brother comes out of nowhere and just fucking. There was like this lion in one of those castles that like you fight him yeah. halfway down and a knight comes and he starts like fucking getting angel wings and dragon tails and <laughs> whipping all, you all over the place. Thank God so, Mimic Terror. So I'm upset with you right now because now I only have one achievement you don't have and I'm still working are you, on are trying you to tell me which one it is. No. You can look at them. Why, why would he do that? Well, he's fucking looking at my achievements. I figured if he wanted to compare. I mean, comparison is the death of happiness, Jordan. <laughs> I mean, obviously it's just a like because every fucking achievement's a fucking like boss. It's it's just a boss that I've fought that you haven't. I mean, my only goal at this point is to just see how many times I can beat the game before Pierce does. You have a problem. My my goal is to try not to play this game as much as possible and get everything I could possibly get before I beat it. I mean, it's fun, though, because I can keep the same character through, like, what, eight playthroughs? So I can eventually be, like, level 700. So, um, Pierce... Dane's only been playing Elden Ring for the last week. He keeps getting things when I'm like, oh, I found something Dane hasn't. And then he's like, a day later, I just finds saw, it. I just found that. I think I'm starting to finally pass Pierce in that game, too. Um, what have you been playing, man? Uh, I've been playing Weird West. Just yeah. How's that? Game Pass Friday. Um, I'm not going to say it's just good. It's good. It's good. It, you sure? <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of a synonym for good. It's great. That it doesn't make it any that's better. That's what you, that's what you fucking came up with. Fucking that's the fantastic. Came... <laughs> so we'll, we'll just push on from there since that's all no, I got from there. Hey, um, no. Dane, what you... pissed you off this week? <laughs> um, it's the auto lock system on Elden Ring. I was in the capital sewers, literally in the air doing a jump attack. And then all of a sudden it switched my lock on to another like, enemy and then I fucking, it pulled me off and I fell off a fucking pipe that lost like 300,000 rooms. All I that hear... Sounds, that sounds like all, user error. All I heard is I mean, you probably. hit the right joystick. That's all yeah, I heard. Probably. Yeah, so probably. So that's just yeah. user error. So you're, you're pissed but off let's be yourself honest. this week? But let's, but no, let's, you, you guys have definitely had issues with the lock-on system. Only when I can't point at people's feet. I hate when I'm fighting a giant yeah. and they only let me like target on their heads. Okay, no, no, like, no. Okay. The the gargoyle fight we were just talking about, I had the same issue where I was doing my unsheathe attack with my katana, and, and since the targeting reticle like... was on like their either their main mass or their head, I was just swinging between their legs. Like yeah, what's just a lot of these a lot of these bosses, dude. their first target on location is their head, and I don't see why because their head's nowhere near the for you to either ever that touch or like it for any purpose mass. whatsoever. No, and if you haven't fought one of the um. Oh shit! It's with the falling astel, A S T E L astel. Like they literally float in the air, and most of your attacks don't hit shit because like you have to like jump and try to swing at them. And it's just, it's, I haven't like, memorized every character's name in that game yet. I'm sorry. Well, there's there's multiple. Well, because you, you haven't beat it them. fucking five times. That's you'll why. recognize them when you see them. Dude, Pierce. Yeah, I, know, so Pierce I found when you get a little bit further, there's a real bad cheese to the system that you can take a. You can basically, you know, your tear drop potion you can make out of yeah. like two tears. There's one that you can basically do so you don't die. You die with your runes and they take it with you. So like once you get that, you can basically cheese the game the rest of the time. You can just take oh, that yeah. 
run into the boss, drink it real quick, get your runes back, die, and then just leave. Like, fuck it. <laughs> just double your runes. Well, oh, you don't double your runes, but you don't have to, like, lose your runes anymore once you get uh, that. Yeah. No, my new, my new cheese system is, well, not even cheese system, but my new method, like, after losing a substantial amount of runes in that game to a boss and not being strong enough, just fucking, I've just been grinding, just plowing away at grinding, trying to get all my, cheesing. no, See, that's I, why I said it's not really cheesing, it's just me wanting to be overpowered so I can just go in and fucking one-shot bosses. So, so when you... I when I can't fight a boss, I just go off and like try to find new things to like kill and do instead of just grinding. I don't I don't so far I haven't really found a real reason to grind. I only grind if I like I know I'm at a boss and like 10 20k from like leveling up then I'll just go grind real quick just to do my level and move on. Her name is Millennia Blade of Nicola and you will have to fucking grind when you find her. Um, so if I beat her in like two tries, I'm gonna tell Dane he's a piece of shit. I will do something real nice for you. I don't know what the fuck it'll be. I'm not gonna <laughs> make any promises now, like Pierce. I'm not gonna promise to smash a fucking PS5 or anything. I'm not stupid. But if you can somehow prove to me that you beat Millennia in three or less tries, I will do something beat, real nice for you, Jordan. I beat Star Scourge uh, Radon in one go. And that There's... was after I told you how to fucking beat him. Who starts? But still, Star, I starstruck Redondo. You haven't fought the... Star Scourge. Okay. Are you talking about that? Fuck that off, Mister. I pronounce everything wrong. Warrior guy. I, I don't know who he is. No, it's the dude. In, he's he's the main it's boss. The in, yeah, it's the main dude in Kalid. So he's it's the third rune you get or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he uh, turns into him. a meteor. I beat him pre-nerf, and then I beat him again after the nerf before they unnerfed him. Um, yeah, your speed so, one was first tried during the nerf, so I don't know. I think I think it took me like three tries to beat him. First go, bitches. But in my defense, I did tell Pierce exactly how to beat. Fucking it. too so, bad. You shouldn't but, have told me then. I still would beat him the first go. Even though I, I told Pierce that even though I knew the trick, I still wasn't able to beat him the first tri- like first like ten tries. So Pierce is I better than me. I don't know any trick with him, tricks with him. I just got pissed because he kept shooting me from a distance. I'm like, motherfucker, just come up here and hit me. I don't, I don't want to oh, play no, this no. game. You just the only trick is just summon everybody. Summon over everybody right around your fucking horse. Well, I mean, I tried that off the get go, and I was getting my ass kicked doing it. So I'm just saying. When I I saw the summons game plus, I literally beat him so fast he didn't even get to phase two. Like that's how fast I killed him. Jesus. Wait, Jordan, you say you beat him without summoning anybody? No, I said I tried to summon everyone off the get-go. I just oh, okay. kept getting hit the first time because I didn't realize all the summons were all, like, all there. Like, I saw them, mm-hmm. I started hitting them. I was like, oh, I can do more than one of these? Like, fuck. Oh, yeah, you can fucking, like, like six guys you can summon. Anyways, let's move on because we talked too much no Elden Ring. Yo, it's, like, been, like, the last ten episodes just straight Elden Ring. Dane is fucking all about it. I knew more one, dude. <laughs> I don't think. I think once you beat it, what's the point of going through a second time? It's a ten out of ten uh, game for Dane. Okay, no, now I'm actually having fun playing it. Yeah, it's like I've an had action fun the entire game. time. Now it's just guys, an action adventure game. Have you guys not had fun? Like, <laughs> no, I, I have. Clearly, I've had fun. I'm fucking ninety hours in. Ever, ever since I hit like I don't know, like fifteen <clears throat> hours, fourteen hours, or something. Like, I've oh, had yeah. a pretty good time. Yeah, once it's you, like the first ten hours that sucks, and after yeah, that, once you that understand the game and like you're good at the game, then like Charlie, I'm good at the game. 
If you're good at the game, you're good at life. Our main topic of the week is um, (laughs) main main topic (laughs) of the week. Um, Our main topic of the week is um, state of Unreal. So um, I don't really understand what the fuck they had a state of Unreal for. To be completely honest, they They showed it a a lot. I mean, let's be honest. That wasn't for us. Like that before, was game, the, that was that was for game studios who were looking for a new engine to make their game on. But anyways, let's Unreal Five has been officially released. Um, I'll just go over the news, and you can give your fucking shitty opinion. Okay, okay, Pierce. <laughs> I want to hear it. Anyways, uh, anyways, Unreal Five was officially um, released, and the state of Unreal. Not quite sure what it was. For to be completely honest, they showed a few um, tech demos. They released some new um, screenshots. Um, the big takeaways are they ha- released about three tech demos for Unreal Five that people can go out and play and experience. Um, they already had the Matrix one, so I'm kind of confused, like how why they're acting like this is a brand new thing that they're doing. But the big game studios that got to talk about their games on top of the Unreal tech demos was. Crystal Dynamics announced that they are working on the next Tomb Raider and it will be an Unreal Engine 5. Witcher developer Project CD Red did talk more about Witcher 4 and why they um, were switching over to Unreal. And apparently that was because um, Unreal Engine 5 has finally realized open world gaming. So it's now they can finally use it to make their games before open worlds were not really unreal friendly and the coalition also showed a in-depth tech demo as well running on the series x so i kind of went over the news um each even when you read through the news article there's not that much correct to it there's some screenshots there's some videos but not much when it comes to i said i guess in-depth news here so, Pierce, you had some time to digest some of this. What were your thoughts? Well, like I was going to say before you really cut me off. Um, you have to I tell the news first before you just ramble about it. I didn't really <laughs> understand it either. It was sort of pointless. We've already, like you said, we've already seen Unreal Engine 5 with uh, the Matrix, like, tech demo. <clears throat> I did watch the videos of the coalition and I don't know. I just, I didn't understand it. Like we've known about it. We've seen it already. There's really no reason to like, I mean, besides saying, Hey, it's out there now. Like you guys can use it. Blah, blah. I, and, I could and have I, gone, I could have gone without it. And I agree because I think this honestly shouldn't have been a video. It should have just been more of a press release. Yeah. Like um, they should have just said, Hey, here it is. Here's the studios that are working with it. That's it. What I find even more interesting was like they didn't actually show any games running on Unreal Engine 5. They just showed tech demos. And tech demos are notorious for like showing us what's possible, but like no one actually hits that mark for years to come. Yeah. I mean, we had a pretty substantial hands on tech demo with um, The Matrix. I played around in there, looked at it. It's very pretty engine. But other than that, there's really not a whole lot there besides just higher graphics. So well, they I mean, did if release. It, if it just came out, then like obviously there isn't going to be that many studios who already have it in house that have been working with it for that long, correct? 
Studios have been working oh, with it for over a year. Oh well, yeah. It's so, been so what? Like so a, what is the? What's the necessity open, of like a release date? So like a celebration. It, 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 it was it's new open to new Part, people. It was partners only. Unreal yeah, partners only okay, okay, worked okay. on it previously because they had a beta built. So like but now people have been exporting the their Unreal Engine four projects and Unreal Engine five, and they've been working with it. I would say since early twenty twenty one, a lot of studios have been working on their assets and the um, development in there. It's kind of weird that like there was no game. I I, just feel, I feel like if you really want to make a splash and hey, it's officially released, here's a vertical slice of an actual game, something that is going to be playable in the next like two years. Yeah. Um, they did a tech demo of a first person shooter that people can download and play, and they released, I guess, a more fleshed out matrix of the city that you can go out and check out. Mm. I mean, it's a tech demo. It's nothing to write home about. So Tomb Tomb Raider and Witcher have just started development. Coalition has been working with it. It seems like for over a year, they've done a really flushed out tech demo. They're showing off. Their tech demo did look very nice. It looked really good from just what they showed. I mean, obviously the big thing they talked about in theirs was having to, or being able to do like real time cinematics and like gameplay. So like when you and I were playing gears five, Jordan, and we could tell the difference. And between, we went to rip her eyes out and flush them down the toilet. <laughs> yeah. We could tell between like when this was a pre-rendered cutscene on unreal engine four and then in game, Unreal Engine 4. It's supposed to all be one continuous, like, here's what it all looks like. One it's never going to drop. Yeah. I want to feel it. <clears throat> I want to feel it. That's the point of the wet part of the dream is that yeah. you, you, you feel, feel the crustiness it. when you wake up. Sometimes, it, see, it's usually like I wake up after, I, after I'm done. I'm like, oh, I just made a mess everywhere. I want to wake up. Why? Why I just roll over and go back to bed. I just oh, you peel just the sheet. I just, I just peel the sheets you off just me the next morning. Fucking flake the sheets <laughs> off of you. Yeah, <laughs> rip some of your happy trail off too. Ugh. I, I honestly wish at the very minimum with Crystal Dynamics. I hope they have actually been working in this engine for a little over a year at this point, and um, with the Perfect Dark project they're working on with the initiative. And I really wish they would have like showed some gameplay of that or something because that initiative project they've been working on it way too long not to have something to show i i just want some of that actual meat with my potatoes you know mm-hmm. i got all fluff and no no, no main job. course no blow job all edging no satisfaction i don't know if you're gonna have a fucking state of play or state of play state of unreal and like make a big deal about it fucking show me something so show me yeah. something i'm gonna be able to actually buy and play Within the but again, I don't think this was actually for us. Well, no, it's, it's trying to get it's trying to get more studios. Just like we just, like we we said engine. that we no, said no that. one. If if you're a studio and you don't know Unreal Engine Five is a thing, then I I'm, then I'm sorry. They've be, been you shouldn't they've be been showing off studio. tech. They've been showing off tech demos for the last two years. <laughs> I I. I don't get who this was for. It was it was cool to get some announcements though with um, Tomb Raider with Crystal Dynamics. I think everyone's gonna be happy to see them not working on Avengers, um, not shipping off Tomb Raider to another studio, and seeing what they can really do. 
Yeah, you're, I mean, you get a good point. We're too far out from release dates and any of the games that are actually using the engine to have it move the needle in any way in terms of sales. I think the first major release that will be an Unreal Engine 5 game will be probably Hellblade 2 next year. Hopefully. Hopefully it gets released next year. And their demo did look fun. It was probably my favorite demo from all of last but year. But I'm just saying, yeah. that's an Unreal Engine 5 demo. Like, why the yeah. fuck is that not shown? Yeah, more of that. I'm just saying, that was shown this past November, and, and it was more actual real gameplay for a real actual game. Yeah, we got that, was like, that was like beta footage too, wasn't it? Yeah, but it's it. That's an unreal vibe. Yeah, game. but it's, yeah, I mean, beta's close better than fucking alpha. I have no clue what I guess stage of development they were really in. I just know <laughs> there are Unreal Engine five games. It blows my way mind that they weren't able to partner with someone and cut some kind of deal. Yeah, but it was cool that at least a game studio was showing you what they could do, and not just Unreal devs showing you what they can do. So I guess I guess that's the show silver me lining. what you got. So, Coalition, do we think they're going to do a Gears next or try something new? They're Spread their probably, wings. It looked the character model in that looked like he had Gears armor on, so I think they're probably going to do another Gears. I mean, I'm just hoping they go back to that um, space um, game that they were working on when the Xbox, I want to say when the Xbox One was announced, they showed a space game before their name got switched to the Coalition and their name was Black Tusk. Um, they were working on a space game that looked kind of like Dark Spacey, but with like some mechs as well. Hmm. I don't remember seeing that one. It was the <laughs> premiere of Xbox One gameplay, I believe, uh, showcase or the E3 before the E3 yes. before the Xbox One launch. They still have fucking passion for an eight-year-old project, and sure, I would like them to see that through. But more than likely, it'll probably be a Gear Six. We I feel like you need, need to. I think you need to reinvent f- that Gear series to really bring something there. Like I don't. I think they're just recycling way too much at this point and they're not taking any risk with that game. I think that game really needs a flourish and they need to do something completely different. They're obviously taking more time on it, but... I didn't play 5. You guys, it was pretty underwhelming. We haven't beat... (laughs) Well, that's not a good sign. We haven't beat 5 yet. It's not a fun game. Yeah, it's so fucking like not a good. So so we're playing on. I think we're playing on the second hardest difficulty, and they like it feels like they added open world spots just for the hell of it. But there's nothing in the open world spots. It's just Just more so to to have longer gameplay. It takes you longer to get one place to one point A to point B. Yeah, there's like go fetch something and you come back. Yeah, there's three points of interest in each open world area, and. they add i think we've only there's only two open world so areas you, you go around on the sled you go to stop at a point you search it you find an upgrade you go to this other point you search it you find an upgrade you go to this other point you get the objective you go all the way across the map on your sled and then you drop it off to start the next part of the mission and every single time you stop you know what there there's bad guys sitting there waiting to start a fight with you every fucking oh, yeah. time but sledding is fun, so that's nice. So it's just like a lot of empty gameplay, it feels like, and I get tired and I want to fall asleep, and I'm like, why are you doing this to me? I'd rather just go in a room, fight everyone, go to the next room, fight everyone, mission done. Yeah. 
good old Gears. Yeah, Gears isn't exactly a open a world fetch game. Fetch quest kind of game. It's, it's no. It's small <laughs> corridors, <laughs> fighting from cover. Yeah, it doesn't feel right. I mean, I'm and then like, fucking, like I haven't played since Gears Two. So and then know. some of the fucking bosses. I met some of the bat battles are just so cheesy. Like they just shoot something at you, no matter what you do, you're going to blow up in a billion pieces. Oh my god, dude! There's this one where fucking this part we're stuck on the lake, and we just have all these giant little like fucking monster gremlin things coming at us, and we also have dudes shooting chainsaws and so stupid. They're shooting <laughs> chainsaws at you. Yeah, like these little fucking like buzzsaw guns. Uh, it was weird, but like, it's just—it's right. just, so stupid. Like you could—they blow up the ice under your feet, and you instantly die. I'm just and very then, interested in the idea of a gun that shoots a chainsaw at you. That sounds my amazing. life. My life's a chainsaw that's coming at you. Damn right. So, you guys want to go to the next part of news? Yep. You know it. So there is some updated news from when I originally read this, but the SBR has officially canceled E3 for the year. They canceled it last year in person, and they did an online digital event. This year, they canceled the in-person, and they were going to do a digital only, but now they've canceled the digital as well. And they have came out and made a comment on this that the ESA has shared an official statement. We will devote all of our energy and resources into delivering a revitalized physical and digital E3 experience next summer. Whether enjoyed from the show floor or your favorite device, the 2003 showcase will bring community, media, and industry back together in all new format and interactive experience. We look forward to presenting E3 to fans around the world live from Los Angeles in 2023. So this tells me that all of their money is made from ticket sales for the in-person event. And they basically had nothing to gain from having two years of a digital-only event. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's like saying like the NBA only makes their money from in-ticket arena sales. Like that's silly. Oh. Okay, but the NBA is a. I don't think that's a great analogy. Why? Because everyone's making money off of ads. You people yeah, make but, money but, off of Instagram ads. Like you don't have yeah. to have like. But you are. They're getting. They have to be getting a huge cut of ticket sales to the conventions that they're going to be holding. The like, tickets for E three are not like stupid expensive, and like that, I honestly think that it only pays for a facility. You don't think they get a cut? Of, they get a decent cut of they that. They rent out a huge fucking area, um, convention center in um, Los Angeles. I've been there like I think three times. Like the amount of space they rent out for that many days, and how much they charge industry. Because I know how much industry prices are, and I know how much the um, and people and and people have only has only been happening since I think summer 2017 was the first time they actually let um, I guess fans in to E3. Before it was 100% industry only. So 2017 they let industry in for the first time, and they did a very limited quantity of like a I think maybe like a thousand to two thousand max. And, like, that's a convention center that could do, like, Comic-Con sizes if they really wanted to. Do you think there was pushback from, like, Sony, Xbox, whatever, because they're able to just host their own digital events and get so basically I, the same amount of exposure? If, if you look at 2019, um, you look at the last in-person 2019 E3, you had actual doing shows 
just live in general leading up to E3 because all the press conferences are held in Los Angeles around the area. They're not actually held at E3. There's no presentation done at E3. Everyone rents out theaters, our um, concert halls or something to do present E3 presentations Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday leading up to E3. And E3 is actually a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I believe. I want to say maybe Sunday as well. I think Thursday might be industry only on the floor and then Friday, Saturday, Sunday might be all. If I remember correctly, or like for the people to go out, talk to developers, talk to people in the industry, interview, demo things out. So the people who were still doing um, theater shows in 2019 was Microsoft was <laughs> kicking it off still. Um, they were doing one in the area then Bethesda was doing one in the area. Ubisoft, EA was doing one in the area. 2019, PlayStation did not do a, e, a technically E3 press conference at all. And they weren't actually rented any of the showroom floor. Because um, one of the halls used to be like, I would say like 40% Sony. Um, the f- whole showroom floor was like 40% Sony. Um, Activision would have a huge cut in the next hall with and share it with kind of with Xbox. And then there'd be a bunch of like fragmented um, develop. I meant publishers and developers in the area, but like memory serves correctly. Sony, Microsoft and Activision were like the biggest parts on the showroom floor. And then everyone had smaller segments. Squaresoft had a decent presence as well. And Nintendo also has a giant presence there. Sony pulled out, EA has been out and doing their own thing just outside of E3 for multiple years. I mean, other than networking, do you see a benefit to these companies continuing to use E3 as their platform? Because the digital space is there. They can have their own event on their own time, their own, you know, the way. They they don't need E3 to get their shit out there. So doing secure, like, behind the scenes demos uh, I think it feel like is a lot easier to prevent leaks like that because I know there's multiple years they'll do behind the scenes no phones no recordings they'll show a game they'll let the media like see it and write about it but they won't actually let them occasionally they'll let someone play it in person but like you're not taking a video of that you're not showing that somewhere you can only talk about your experience I think like that hands-on experience that like you don't want like someone with their phone sitting there recording it and leaking it to someone because you send it out to 20 different journalists or different people out there and you made them all sign NDAs. Someone could easily do a phone record and capture it and possibly leak something. Um, I mean, collaborating and like networking in general for like game ideas. I know some collaborative efforts to like studios coming along with publishers has like some deals have happened there like people meet them they'll chat with them and they're like hey let's work together and maybe sony will it's maybe that possibly that's where sony started talking to um insomnia to start working on a spider-man project with them there's like tons of like little bits and pieces of sitting around and having these after parties where you bring everyone around and you kind of like introduce yourself you meet you talk ideas you workshop some ideas and you can try to sell things and people do that. They get in jobs at different studios and different publishers. I mean, it makes the world go round past like just interviewing. Mm-hmm. 
So what you're saying is we needed to bring back the in-person event. So X play box station can get in there. And start rubbing elbows. Through. Yeah. Well, and, and not then speak also, through. make a splash. motherfuckers. Jur- journalists also like go there and make connections of the game industry. So they can actually like do behind the scenes, like reporting like you need to make those connections to be able to do that. And there's rarely a, non-supervised way to make those connections other elsewise otherwise you're only getting pr talk you're not getting if something's groundbreaking behind the studios because you didn't meet this guy from bungie he's not telling you about the uh, um i don't know sexual harassment suit behind the closed doors or like another project they're working on secretly there's it it seems to me like you're giving me more pros for journalists but are there actually more pros than cons for the studios and the big hitters like Activision, Sony. I, I told Nintendo. you, like no, you meet be... people and you meet different developers. You see different <laughs> projects. You pick up like there might in the indie section, like Activision might be going through and like checking out some of the indie um, sure. um, booths. And if they like a project, they might sit down. They so might talk. They might sign them on to a deal. The yeah. They might yeah. snatch up the developer. They might give them money to help funding them to see, hey, let's let's work out a pri- um, a timeline. Like here's a five month timeline, a, a twelve month timeline, and a fourteen month timeline. Here's some money. Let us know where you get. If you meet all these timelines, maybe we can work out a publishing deal to see where you are. We can give you more funding. A lot of people are met that way throughout the industry. That's why I'm saying like the networking publishers and developers collaborate on a bunch of projects. You might see an idea that you're like, hey, I'm working on this idea now. I was like, it's very similar. Like maybe we can work on bring our two developers together and work on this project together. So, so you're, so part of my hearing is them getting rid of the ether thing as a whole is actually setting back the industry probably a little bit. I think There's a lot of be- growth opportunities of the industry are probably set back from um, E3 because a lot of collaborative efforts aren't going through feedbacks, not being made. Like there's no quality check. Like, if you're game and you're showing it behind closed doors and like you're talking to people afterwards and they're not giving you good feedback, you're like, Oh, well maybe we need to rethink this. This isn't as fun as we thought we were because it's only us 30 people in our developing studio working on this and we're having a blast with it. But like outsiders that don't quite understand where our minds were and our concepts aren't enjoying it as well. And getting so, that feedback is important as well. So this definitely could worsen games then. This has a potential. I mean, to I think it, I mean, it's just all—it's all COVID-related, but like, yeah, that's, it's already set I us think, back so much. I think there's always like not being able to collaborate when it comes to art. I think is always going to be an issue. Um, not being able to share, collaborate, talk to others, bounce ideas off of it, get ideas from other people, see what other people are working on. And when you're in a little box, it's really hard to expand your mind and really grow new ideas sometimes, or to even see where your peers think of your current work. Because it—I mean it feels good as a creative person to get positive feedback, to give you more motivation to continue to continue on the path you've chosen. I mean, um, you know, I've, even, ideas. I've even demoed games and talked to developers and like bounce ideas off of them and stuff. Like I'm a bit of a nobody, but like maybe I spark like a, a minor yeah, upgrade change, change or something. Yeah, yeah you just seeing something. that some seeing that you were excited about something a particular person had implemented, they were like, fuck yeah. I, I remember on the right track playing this like temple game with like it like was set like a 1920 exploring game from like you'd see those uh kind of like upstarted like adventure tomorrow like with zeppelin blimps in the middle of jungle and i was like dude like this game's like pretty tight like have you uh, thought about from like unlockables like a like a 
1920s film grain like filter or something i think that would look really good on this and give you like that kind of feel he's like oh that's like a really fun idea like that that's a lock unlockable and it's not like <laughs> groundbreaking things but it's like a random person bouncing an idea off of them yeah it might be a good idea to add some film grade to that just because yeah. it gets you more immersed in that setting it could help with you know somebody could be like well i think the quality of life thing should be you know i guess you should do this with the quality of life of the game do this or do that cd project red <laughs> could use some pierce input on cyberpunk a few times um they did behind closed doors demos i believe 2018 19 they didn't invite pierce what do they need me for and i had a friend who was doing that and he kept talking it up so much and i was like you need to be cautious he's like no they killed witcher 3 there's no reason to be cautious fucking said everybody and their mom dude i swear i was on that wagon too i was i was i was always sitting there like being the naysayers like hey well maybe you um we should chill out like maybe not get too hyped we don't know what we're going to get you're the true vic vinegar of gaming i'm the hugh honey you are the um like it's you're the exact opposite it's kind of like funny it's uh, i'm trying not to get too stoked for starfield but like i'm getting pretty hyped about it see i just been staying I'm really trying I've, I've been watching too many videos <laughs> anyways no, guys um we're gonna have to take a quick break i don't want to interrupt anyone but um we'll be back right after this uh continue our chats real quick Goodbye. hey everyone welcome back and we were just talking about the e3 cancellation and our Vic Vinegar of Gaming. And the recent, Pierce, it's funny to call you Vic Vinegar of Gaming because you're like the complete opposite. It makes yeah. zero sense. I'm very much a Hugh, honey. You're, you're the vinegar of my life. All you do is negativity. It just rains down on me. Anyways, I, I think E3 will be, I think everyone will be happy when E3 happens. We'll see. Um, right now, Gamescom is the biggest game convention in the world. And it's held in Germany, I believe, Cologne, Germany every year and around September. And it's still currently scheduled to be in person this year. Um, I think Gamescom is like, I want to say like there's tens of thousands of people that attend Gamecom, Gamescom. And it's mostly for fans. It's not a, like an industry event. <clears throat> yeah i mean so, gamescom so is, what do you think will be different if gamescom continue like i mean is there going to be any like you think more studios are going to flock to gamescom to release stuff since e3 is so like, it's kind of like a contest so like pax east and west if you're familiar it's mostly a place where you go and demo out games to let people try and so you maybe, get your game you get your game out in front of consumers consumers try it and they're supposed to be like word of mouth kind of thing do you think the cancellation of E3 will have a positive effect on Gamescom? Like, do you think there'll be more booths, more demos? So the only, <laughs> I guess the only publisher or studio I've seen really do any real announcements at Gamescom in the past few years is uh, Microsoft. As occasionally, the the biggest one I remember at Microsoft did they announced exclusivity of um, Shadow of the Tomb Raider for xbox one or whatever the second tomb raider game was that um crystal dynamics was working on that one they announced that gamescom 
exclusivity deal. That's the <laughs> biggest one that comes to memory for Gamescom. I, there's TGS as well, the Tokyo TGS, yeah, Tokyo Game Show as well. I do not know what they're doing with that one. And that's around the same time, August or September. And that one usually gets some pretty decent news from like Konami, Capcom, Nintendo, Sony. They usually like to show something <coughs> at those. We need to okay. get plugged into the Japan game show shit. Let's get going. The, the next um, part that I wanted to talk about is um, Microsoft is moving ahead with an Xbox um, game at a Xbox Game Pass family plan. So apparently they want to expand on allowing other people to be under the umbrella of a Game Pass subscription. Um, so like four other family members, similar like Netflix, where you can pay to have like four other people simultaneously logged into your Netflix account and streaming um, movies on Netflix. They want to do the very similar thing with a little bit higher subscription, allowing four other people in your household to stream game pass simultaneously when they're hooked up to your family account so then we essentially could run into where since charlie just got rid of his he could either hop we could say charlie's in my family and hop on mine or you know yours or dane's or if dane decides to cancel his well microsoft the only thing holding you back was that you couldn't have a family plan family plan in multiple countries so for all so, here in America, what's to stop the four of us from sharing a family? So um, Microsoft makes you submit um, photos of yourself. And when they would look at um, Charlie's photo and Pierce's photo, they would declare that they weren't family. We're both minorities. Um, you could also show a picture of Pierce and his and kid. Imani. And like, yeah, you could show a picture of me and Imani. Fucking Pierce yeah. and Charlie look a little closer than Pierce and Imani. <clears throat> yeah, fucking me and Dane look closer like because we both have beards. Anyways, um, yeah, the, you're the also huge, black below the waist. The huge roadblock with this um, whole pushing the family game um, game pass plan was the account holders must be in the same country. And um, the other thing I was holding up was their deals with residuals with companies because there are some re- kickback reward programs with um, certain publishers and developers releasing their games on Game Pass. If they get so much traction and they really blow up on Game Pass, they do get some kind of kickback as well. So how do you count that with a family Game Pass or how many users are actually using it was one thing, one of the biggest details they need to work out and also um, between countries of how that all works out with uh, technically... Um, licensing use in different country licensing works in different in different countries so the one thing that this might do with family game pass if uh, one of the people whose accounts is the head of the account on the game pass or someone else on the account if they were to get a game that wasn't on game pass but wanted to play it 24 hours early and they switch to new zealand they might fuck over everyone else in their family plan yeah so that's specifically you're saying that to pierce you have done it too I did it one time cyberpunk I do it all the time you do it all the time every if like I'm probably gonna do it for Starfield too like only like major games that I really want to play I do it for cyberpunk 
Dying Light 2, I didn't do it for Elden Ring because I really wasn't too crazy hyped about Elden Ring. I really feel like Microsoft is getting better at digital releases or releasing them simultaneously globally. Oh, yeah. A lot of places. I mean... Because they release it midnight Eastern globally. I don't think they do calendars as much for Microsoft. They've been really good about that in the past. A lot of studios, too, are doing... like cyberpunk or one of the games that recently came out they're doing a complete worldwide this is when it unlocks like you couldn't switch mm-hmm. your server you couldn't switch your location with a more digital future i'm surprised games aren't all going that way to be yeah, completely me honest. yeah me too that doesn't, that doesn't make sense to not do that like just like so, hey fucking 12 p.m Prague time, baby. So this was, was something that was leaked, um, but it is backed by sources. It is happening, and it looks like it's going to be happening this summer, same time when PlayStation Plus new model is supposed to be releasing as well. So we'll see how this ends up all working out, and when Microsoft does their official announcement and re- uh, reveals all the details on it. Like, other than that, we're kind of just guessing. But, like, yeah, that would be really cool if we could get an X-Playbox Station account and just, like, all yeah. collaboratively share it. The only problem is I think my Game Pass is still paid for for, like, a little over a year with the $1 upgrade program they did a long time ago. Well, fine. Then Pierce and I will do it. And we'll yeah. invite Charlie. And when you're done with your free shit, basically, you can join in. Well, Dane, you lose your Game Pass quite often, especially now that you don't have a debit card. So I, I have a debit card. Oh, you got it finally? Yeah, I've had it for weeks. You How do you think I still have Game Pass? You were just saying you didn't have your debit card yet. I mean, just... Cause your ma- just because your mail wasn't coming. I thought no, his I had cat was stealing his mail. Because oh, that's right. You got to deliver to work. Yeah, I, I thought his cat it was there, it was cat there within was hiding 48 it hours. Because it was the only way he felt control, so he's flushing it down the toilet. Yeah. Someone somewhere is committing a federal crime and stealing my mail. Or you're just red flagged. The FBI has red flagged you. And the United and States Postal Service like <laughs> marked you as a terrorist, and they hold all your mail now. I guess because I beat that kid at basketball? This was way he, before that. Wait, wait, wait. Well, was, Why are you lying to us and said you beat him? No, I didn't. <laughs> no, this they is won, this is from the Chicago. Games. This is from the Chicago incident where you made a girl cry in your car. Her, uh, dad, right her dad works at the post office. That's I why. gave her a ride. She arrived safely at her house, uh, but on, you didn't give her that, a ride. She wasn't. She wasn't. She didn't arrive with any pleasure. You're I mean, right. You didn't. She measurable didn't get pleasure. A good ride. You gave her a ride, yeah. but she no, didn't. The, get a the good sad ride. part she is, used, you gave her a ride, and then you went home and part. gave Maureen a ride instead of her. That's, that Which was before. Maureen got <laughs> that was before he got Maureen. That was like no, that was no. Dane's uh, down. Was that was his downslope. He got he got Maureen pretty early yeah, in yeah, Chicago. The cat. Yeah. Um. Anyways, guys. Uh. Talking about Xbox Game Pass. Um, there's also been some updates that's like really interesting. So there's Game Pass deals, and usually Game Pass deals only show up when a game's actually on Game Pass. But some Activision games, Call of Duty, have been spotted on Game Pass deals page. They aren't currently available with Game Pass, but similar situations occurred with Bethesda titles before they were added to Game Pass shortly after. Something to keep an eye on. Is this so what, smoke? Is, what is this, is this what is this fire? Deals page? 
So if you go to Games Pass, you can look at what deals because usually they offer like a discount on games before yeah. they um, leave Game Pass. That way you I don't know. And they did this with Bethesda where they started offering deals with Game Pass before they then released them onto Game Pass. Mm. Oh. Like trying, to get, trying to get their last 20 bucks worth. So this happened before once before. Free. So they're so trying to get smoke, double is money? Is this fire or is this just whatever? No, it's just if they, but they, you know, right before it's basically free, they're like, hey, here's the game at like an 80% discount. Please <laughs> give us some money for this game before you can basically get it for free. It makes sense from a business standpoint. It, the the funny part is um, Game Pass has actually increased sales on a many, many games. Hmm. At least that's what they say. Like people are actually will try the game and then pay buy it, buy it. End up buying Which it. Which makes no sense to me, but to each their phone. Yeah, because no. it's gonna be on Game Pass for six, seven months, maybe even. Well, what what Jordan's saying is true is that people are spending money to buy a game. That's already to on buy, Game Pass. To buy well, a game. You, if you look at it, like take Forza Motorsport 7. It was on Game Pass. It, um, if you would have bought it while it was on Game Pass for the discount, you would own the rights to it and you could continue to still play it. But Forza Motorsport 7 got delisted this last week. So if you didn't buy it and you were only playing it based off a of Game Pass subscription, you can no longer it. play it anymore. See, when I first, when they first came out with this, I was like, oh, this is going to be sort of like a Games with Gold. Like, once I download it, it's going to be mine. Like, when, it fir- when they first mm-hmm. introduced Game Pass. And that's what I, my big hope was, was like, damn, dude, I'm just fucking download all these games and uninstall them. And then I have fucking a thousand games in my category to play at all time. Yeah, I'll yeah, so- you, buddy. So you don't own the licensing. The point is buying it so you have the licensing. So if it gets taken off Game Pass, like some shows do on like Netflix, you can continue to keep watching it if you own it and you buy it yeah. on that cheap, that big discount. Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes sense. Anyways, you, what's really even more interesting is currently in Congress, they are disputing right now and pushing really heavily whether they want um, the Activision Blizzard deal with Microsoft to go through. And the even funnier part is you look at like revenue as a game studio and market share and everything. Microsoft is like the fourth in revenue, fourth place in revenue, fourth place industry leader. And they're starting to scrutinize that Microsoft's getting too big. But you have three players in front of them, 10 cents. <clears throat> Sony and Nintendo, who are all bigger, even after the uh, by by revenue, they're all bigger even after the Activision merger. Oh yeah. So when have you ever been the fourth place market leader, and you're getting scrutinized that you might be a monopoly? Well, because what you're saying is what you're saying is the United States Congress is debating. Yes, Tencent is a Chinese company. Understood. Sony and Nintendo are both Japanese companies. Yeah, so, so they both have in terms of, But in terms of the United States, Microsoft is the biggest gaming company in the country. They are. No, they aren't. Um, if you talk about Sony's Sorry. revenue in the United States, because they're as I mean, a Sony I mean, of America. I mean, United States based company, not revenue. Their, the their headquarters isn't here, but there is a Sony subsidiary of Sony of America that is a higher revenue maker. So that, that there is a Nintendo of America. Okay. But why aren't they worried about them then? 
probably is it because they're not actual like because it's not a flash attack bread. company that you can like say we're fighting for America to keep it free. <laughs> well, and Microsoft also, let's be honest, has a huge hand in like many other aspects of tech that they but, are kind yeah. of monopolistic. But, but what is funny is Congress is disputing this, but like somehow the Disney Fox merger went through. That is, which which yeah, is, which Disney. one which one That's which one's a bigger Congress disruptor? Wants Disney X Men in the MCU. They want to <laughs> which, fucking which see one, which one's a bigger Wolverine. disruptor in the industry? No, yeah, to God, Disney is the fucking true monopoly of the world. And when Disney, you're letting Disney yeah. buy up has their fucking traded everything. assets in America, tell me how that is okay. But Microsoft buying a publisher in America, I don't. I don't think they're actually going to stop the acquisition. Yeah, but it's oh, yeah, funny I that they're it's acting it. like they're pushing everybody. It. Everybody in Congress are all Jews or hate Jews, so you know, which is and a they're all rich. To have. And, and, and yeah, you're worried about it's getting really demonetized on Twitch, man. I'm just saying, like you that, think no. about all of it. Congress is either Jewish or hate the Jews. Yeah. What's that so have the, to do are with the, are the Jews any of this? Because Dis- Walt Disney hated Jewish people. Yeah, but he's been dead for like sixty years. But that you don't think that still lives on? Like you don't think there's some like dead animatronics that are like we hate Jews? <laughs> <laughs> like I guarantee you, there's an entire section. All the robots and all presidents are like anti. I, I will. I will say. I think it's one of the funnier things that people like cancel certain companies based are like different people based on like pat things in their past, and I'm like. We're canceling so many things, but like we don't hold it against Disney that they helped fund the Nazi army. Yeah, like blows me Disney away to this a, day. And they made a movie about him and didn't mention it at all. They didn't mention that he hated Jews whatsoever in the fucking Walt Disney movie. Weird. I will. I will say it's very funny that he because hasn't it was retroactively fun. been canceled for it. Doctor Seuss got canceled. No, he didn't. Yeah, he did. Like, a couple of his books got fucking taken out of, like, the classic The family decided to stop publishing those books because they didn't think it reflected how they personally felt anymore. And then they the right-wing people And then the right-wing people all of those then canceled. Anyway. And then, they, then the right-wing people tried to cancel Dr. Seuss, so technically they did get canceled, but they got canceled because they were trying to stop publishing of some of their own books. They the were retroactive. They're retroactively canceling. Well, now right wingers are trying to like boycott Disney, which means the Disney parks are going to actually be a fun place to go. My favorite because <laughs> you're not going to have a bunch of Jew haters and my Jews favorite thing around. about that whole thing nice was the right wing were getting mad at Dr. Seuss and trying to cancel Dr. Seuss because they were stopping the publishing of that. But the president of the United States at that moment had already like pit four different lawsuits on books that try to prevent them from coming out because they didn't say nice things about him. <laughs> well, he was just a giant. So he was baby. stifling free speech and that was a, was not a problem, but Dr. Seuss books not being published anymore was a problem. But you know, what's a real danger to America green eggs and ham. That book is a fucking problem. So um, are you my mom? There's not that many, um, not much Sony news and Nintendo news, but I did want to get back in the weeds a little bit of Xbox Game Studio news because I don't feel like these are things that are talked about very much. They were leaks that have been up going on. And these leaks are based on job postings and different things leaked on their websites and have been confirmed by multiple sources. So they're like, when they're leaks, they're actual factual things that are happening. 
But um, one uh, Microsoft's publishing branch has been reaching out to third-party studios and working on getting deals. Kind of like Contraband was announced by Avalanche Studios. And Redfall, technically, I guess, now it's owned by um, Microsoft with Bethesda um, acquisition. But another studio that is working on a project for Microsoft is IO um, Interactive. They are the makers and creators of the Hitman series. And this kind of is going to worry me a little bit because there seems to be a developing pattern in Microsoft exclusive deals and with their games that they're currently working on. IO Interactive is working with Microsoft on a fantasy RPG named Project Dragon. You think we're going to see Scalebound make a return? Um, to also talk about other studio projects they're working on that have been leaked is Compulsion Games, the makers of We Happy Few, uh, and then they got bought, is working on a project called Midnight. And some details of Compulsion's first out of the out of um, the part of uh, the first party game studios of Microsoft is supposedly this is a third person action game set in a dark. Um, fantastical world. Some of the game is early concept work and it seems like it might be like a fantasy game. Um, I believe what I remember was they said it was set in, or not set in, but it had a lot of influences from like Southern like superstitions, like 1920s Southern lifestyle, correct? For the Midnight game, the Midnight Project. It was kind of On interesting the left concept. we see appear the harp, harpy nest yeah, so it does seem like a high fantasy. My worry is, how many fantasy games do we have in the Microsoft portfolio possibly coming out in the next few years? There's so many. Elder Scrolls Six, Avowed. Compulsions so Project Midnight, Project Dragon, Fable. Fable. Oh, Fable, yeah. Guess, would you consider Harry Potter medieval? That's not an Xbox exclusive, though. Uh, no. I'm saying, like, Microsoft exclusives seem to be really going heavy in the fantasy route, and it kind of worries me. We're just get—I love fantasy games. Kind of worries me we're getting a lot of them. And Exile is working on a project Cobalt as well, which I'm not sure if it's a fantasy or not. But in Exile is kind of known for doing fantasy things. I mean, fantasy is—it's a pretty broad term. I think you can still get a lot of unique experiences. I, I think, think all those games are going to go around and hit things with your sword. That's pretty much all they are. Okay, but Fable might also have a gun. So, boom. Fable Different. will probably have guns. Different. I hope they don't. I would like to see a return to, like, original Fable time. But that's just me. Didn't the original um, Fable so, have guns? So, nope. In Exiles, um, Project Cobalt mm. is uh, it's the studio that came from Wasteland Studios, is working on a, a new first-person RPG, although details remain... Shrouded in mystery. Um, it's a steampunk styled, inspired by industrial revolution, and uh, inspired tech. So it's not with like zeppelins and retro futuristic robots so and dark Victorian era streets. So it, it is a little bit different of a direction. And then I don't know. It kind of kind of seems like we at least have five for sure fantasy games on the way in the next handful of years. 
Five well. seems quite a lot for me. And do you think Scalebound will get a, a bounce back? I don't. I I don't hope so. I I really wasn't all that interested in that when it got shown. I mean, if we're talking five or six titles spread out over two to three years, I don't think it'll be that much of an oversaturated market. No, if they pace it out, if they pace it out nicely, no, yeah, it'll be fine. But and I'd, I'd like to think that if Microsoft is actually leading these studios, they're definitely should be pushing them to differentiate in some way or another. No, because Microsoft's new ploy is to let the studios have independent. Um, yeah, that's their creative PR line. That's their, their PR line. Everything from the studio so far, they're well, a lot of them do things independent. How do you think Halo Infinite got to where it was? Independent to you think because buy, they had good buy, oversight. Now, by would you say Halo Infinite got to where it was? Do you mean a game that launched with so much acclaim and then immediately shit the bed for the next six months? Well, I mean, it's, a game that still almost launched. Bed almost launched and got an extra year of development because everyone seems so fucking surprised over the state it was in. And then after a year only had so much content of where it is today. Do you think they have been giving creative liberties or you think they have a lot of oversight on that? A lot of oversight. I I would say the decision to delay would come from oversight, but but they someone did that needs, after someone showing needs, it and announcing it. Okay, so, so, so what did we see from 343 since launch? They need someone above them with a the fire poker lighting a fire under their ass because they don't aren't pushing shit out. Obviously, they, 343 needs some fucking oversight. <clears throat> they need someone to fucking get them going because they are blowing this. I'm sorry I'm getting upset right now because I fucking love Halo. But 343 has fucked up this launch so bad. They had the chance to be the premier shooter of this fucking generation. And they have given us fucking nothing. You didn't even launch with a fucking Slayer mode? Are you kidding me? Launch with Team Slayer and Big Team Slayer. Another like- third-party um, <laughs> Microsoft publishing deal they are working on is Stonic Studios with Banner Saga 1, 2, and 3. That publisher, I meant that developer, is also working on exclusives for Microsoft. So it's, it'll be interesting to see what Microsoft pops out. Um, I guess, and the note, uh, Sony News... There was a studio that opened up in Santa Monica in 2020. Uh, it was a team compri- comprised of devs from Treyarch, Respawn, Arcane, and more. And they're working on a groundbreaking exclusive IP for Sony. So I don't know. It's it's fun to see these third-party deals go through and like speculate what's going to be hitting. Yeah. Speculation's all good and all, but Shit gets tossed up in the wind so, real quick. T- tell me how you really feel about Halo Infinite. Serious? Dude, how long has it been since we played Halo? Like I honestly, I, I quit touching it probably by the end of January. I yeah. played it for about two we, and a half we were, months. We were we, playing it. two months. No, we were no, playing it every Saturday, night. No, Jordan, December to January is one month. I'll give you maybe a month it, and a half. It released actually in November. Remember? It was, uh, but it was two drop. weeks early. That's right. It was it, like 25th or something like that. Okay, so a month, like a month and a half, maybe two months, we were playing it. We were playing it like almost about about two months, four or five, ti- four or five times a week, four or five yeah. days a week. I haven't touched it in months. They have given us no new content. That's you the and I fucking played it with, staple. Yeah, you whatever. and I played, played it with Travis like a month That's ago. That's only because maybe? Travis wanted to play. Yeah, and that was like a month ago. We did. Like, that. what's the fucking staple of a live service game? Like, goddamn updates of content. They fucking it's I, gone. It, it, Halo, it's it, done. Halo is done. 
it blows me away. They're not going to get those extra an extra year on that game, and still launches. And that's all the content they have. Yeah, Halo. It was a great product. It's they will never get the they will never get the launch numbers back ever. Halo is done. So people said that about Sea of Thieves, and people said that about Grounded, and people said that about a lot of Microsoft (laughs) titles, and they have gotten those numbers back up, and they're some of the highest streaming and the highest (laughs) um, daily users now. Oh yeah. I'm glad, that you're, I'm glad that you're fucking hopeful, moving. but like seriously, six months for season one, and they fucking release the thing saying they're not even going to have Forge available until maybe season two or three. Uh, I will say, Destiny like, had a what similar, are y'all doing? Destiny had a similar problem, and they were able to fix it. I never they went to play Destiny ever again ever since ever since launch. Like, I'm just saying, like I, I got some people back, but like I, I personally, fuck. If you Destiny can't, got if you can't put forth the fucking production to keep my section. Rainbow Six Siege had a similar issue where they were able to bring people back. For Honor had a similar item where they were able to bring people back. Okay, well then we need to have a fucking discussion about the state of our industry. Stop releasing games before they're fucking done. Like, I get that you can do updates to, like, patch them later to, like, fix these fucking problems. But stop releasing games before they're fucking done. They released the game early, too, because it was done early. <laughs> yeah. Done. Shadow dropped it early. <laughs> like, yeah. Jesus Christ. How are they not feeling the feedback and, like, seeing their drops in sales and player bases? Like, stop. Just delay the game until it's actually ready and you're delivering us a quality product. I'm so fucking tired of people, like, pee-pee over here, fucking pre-ordering everything. I don't pre-order everything anymore. Sorry. People like former PP, past yeah. PP, who pre-order past everything. But it's like, I, why? Why are you giving your you fucking you? Your purchasing dollar is what influences these companies. And if millions of people are pre-ordering dog shit, why would they have any incentive to release a good game when they're going to get your fucking money either way? Stop you can pre-ordering cancel. games, you fucking simps. So one of the biggest problems with three four three um, three four three is. Honestly, with uh, how their studios, their developers work, most of their developer is um, leadership, and a lot of their development's done through contract work. And Microsoft has a lot of contract rules, just as Microsoft as a company. And the problem is that's from the top down that they make them follow those contracts, where people have to only work eighteen month contracts, and then they have to hire them or get terminate the contract. They need to rework that if they're going to have contract workers that they can keep them longer or they need to actually hire a real studio that's dedicated to development if they're going to have a game like this. Because otherwise every 18 months you're training a whole new crop of developers when you could have just had... And then the new people are trying to figure out where this person left off. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's a horrible system. Fucking cost saving, sure, but you're going to deliver a sub-quality. It's supposed to be for the worker's benefit that they can only work 18 and they have to get hired or like a... But it hurts development of games when they take five plus years. Yeah. Also, I don't know how it helps a de- the independent contractor to be like, "Hey, I did. I got crunched for eighteen months." Well, it's someone not getting led on, led on and led on and led on and led on and led on because that's a really shitty position to be in. I mean, eight. Let's be honest. Eight. A year and a half is a long fucking time. But I mean, they're they're probably only treating them like three month contracts at a time. It's not a it's not a comfortable way to stay. It's supposed to be for the workers' benefit. If we work you on a contract for a year and a half, then we have to hire you, kind of thing. If we're going to make you keep doing this, we, we've talked about this as a podcast and or group before that like 
something in the development of video games currently needs to change. I don't know what it is, whether it needs to be automation, they need to figure some, some new way to put, develop games that isn't so goddamn costly in terms of production and time and manpower. Because I will it's, it's say killing these developers trying to make outside of more. the Halo multiplayer aspect. Last year, Microsoft did a pretty good job at launching games that were ready to release. They released Flight Simulator, Psychonauts 2, Forza Horizon 5, um, what other game? Halo Infinite, the story. I mean, those launched, they worked, they played well, they did well. That's why they got Publisher of the Week. Like, yeah, it's, like, it's just they need what they, I think what Dane's biggest gripe is is like the live they weren't service built games. For a, they, they weren't built for a live service. Like, let's be honest. Like, Microsoft, no, what company has launched a live service game and actually like kept up with it? Well, it's very rare, super rare. No, I'm not even talking about Microsoft. In general. The game. I just mean, I just mean, no, no. Let's say, let's say live service. No, games but in live service and games. What in live service game has, has ever been... launched and done, like had a great launch? No, that's what I'm saying. Is that we need some new way to develop these games, or but. With the, live the service production games. is so fucking costly. They have to rush out the release to get some return on investment. I mean, I played but, PUBG for a year, and that game was garbage for that first year. Yeah, but like, still, like, but we're weird about PUBG. <laughs> we are PUBG fanatics. Had two maps in one year. Yeah, but no, I mean, live service games are meant to evolve. Evolve, yeah. So you got Fortnite start... still on the same map. Yeah, Fortnite. I honestly, I get off. They've got their like tilted tower back. But, I think they like, have one map. I think they Fortnite's wiped, been running. Well, they only, they only on have one map at a time. I think they changed. No, they've only had one. They've only have one map. They changed they, things on that map. They changed it's it. It's the one they, map. They blew half of the map up and rebuilt the map, but it's still the same map. For, Fortnite's Fortnite been one players map. are more pathetic than. PUBG and Fortnite's not going to leave beta. Fortnite's still technically in beta. And they said they're not planning on leaving beta. I'm just saying, well, I can't think of any live service game who doesn't have a development cycle like that. And because I think that's how they're scaled to make yeah. money. Yeah. It's Which to I, give you a rough yes. project and build it around the community is how mm-hmm. live service games are kind of built right now. So there's really no way to stave off and push back development cycle. If this part of their game is ready to go, they're going to release it and give you a window of when you're going to see some new content. It's kind of like a TV series that they release with like six episodes of like season one. And like, they're not good. It's like the office really six seasons. of first episode, not good. And they're seeing how yeah. people feel. I get feedback and develop a season two and a season yeah. three. And they get more and more production value, more money. Okay. Like, well, in terms, of Halo, in terms of Halo, in terms of in terms of the live service game, it's six months too long of a fucking gap. Destiny's gone launch. years. Destiny one between went years without between, live service updates. Between any updates? Yeah. What the fuck is wrong with you people? Why do you keep playing those games? Hey, how are you still playing Kotor? When was the last time they gave you when they was last time they gave you an update? That's not a live service game. That's because I'm I have fucking autism. It's just because he's a psychopath. No, but but, I'm just saying you don't need like new content to keep enjoying the game. Is what I'm saying. The game's not less enjoyable. I mean, so let's be honest. Obviously, I have become more jaded as I've gotten older. Like original Halos, I would just play for the fun of it. Yeah, the original Halo had like ten maps, and like yeah. you, that's all you had ever. Yeah, 
And so, like, now I'm obviously but that also spoiled. Wasn't a live I'm spoiled. Service. I'm spoiled now. I mean, kind of was. It's like, I'm spoiled now because I should be content with Halo Infinite. I have my maps. It, the game runs fine most of the time. I should be able to play it like I played Halo 3, just for the enjoyment of the game. But now I'm yeah, spoiled, and I expect to have, like, things to chase. Yeah, I'm, I'm just saying, like, that game plays just as good, has almost just as many maps as Halo 1, 2, or 3 when they launched. Mm-hmm. It has maybe a little bit less, but, but it also has an online component that you're able to enjoy. Like, why are we holding it to such a standard? Because the standards have changed. Other, other, other franchises have raised the bar what? In, terms of, in terms of what we expect from a live service game. Do you like it when franchises keep raising the bar with live service? How has 2K, NBA 2K raised the bar of their live service and how has that improved? How has that improved the game? When they they add things to it. Well, the things... They keep adding things. I mean, yeah. But But their player base is their player base is so low though. No, it's huge. Their player base is huge. I mean, I, I guess I don't have anybody on my I never see anything about 2K and it's a huge game. So, so for me, the only problem with 2K is that I'm a my career guy, and their focus has been on like the um, the playground, the live like yeah, like playing as other people. So it's that for me has actually deteriorated the quality of the game. But they keep raising the bar on that stuff and adding more content. I'm just talking. And has it made the game better like, or worse for you? It's I made will, it worse. He said it made it, made it worse for me because because the part of 2K I play is the live service aspect. But there are other games like let's see Destiny. Like they keep changing the game, adding to it. It did take a long fucking time. I haven't gone back. But people who still play Destiny is because they keep adding to it, having you chase more things. You and I reached level 100 in Halo's Infinite Season like a month in. I have we have so, literally no reason to play the game anymore, other than just for the sheer enjoyment of the game. But because Live service games have now become the standard of you chasing achievements, collectibles, cosmetics. If I reach the max level within a month of a six-month season, what's the point of me continuing to play that game if that's what I'm used to chasing? I don't know if that's more in the industry changing or that's more in just my expectations changing, but I no longer enjoy games that aren't giving me things to collect, chase, try to achieve. So I, I don't need know to the keep issue. giving to him and he wants to keep tick, 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 tick. Which is super yeah. fucked up because let's be honest, I didn't even pay for Halo. Like, it, 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 like honestly. So then I you shouldn't even be pissed. No, I shouldn't even. Like, exactly. But I, I recognize that. So, but, yeah, we need to I I'm hate still this. Pissed. I hate this. I'm going to interrupt you for a minute. No, I, I, I see it. I see it happen. PP, yeah. take us out. You have 40 seconds. It's been X Playbox Station, guys. Do not forget to follow the link tree to follow all of our social media and follow um, our Twitch. We're streaming every day on Twitch. Pop in, say hello. We're growing. We just hit 111 followers. So let's keep it growing. And this has been X Playbox Station. I was the Vic Vinegar this week, baby. You have 20 seconds. You want anything else? Dane, you got 20 seconds. seconds. 16. Um, go cast. Fuck Halo, fuck Halo, fuck Halo, fuck Halo, fuck Halo. Go cast. You got 10. Nah. Let's go kill Pee-pee. a chicken. I, I want a better out. Yeah, let's go kill some chickens. Let's go kill a giant chicken.
Game over.